They rode for a long time through the cold night, he deep in thought, and she unaware as the horse moved beneath them. Bronwyn woke to the world gradually, first cognizant of the towering black trees as they swayed overhead. All too soon she remembered the abduction, her sisters, and Harry. At some time while she was unconscious, Warwick had removed the gag. Her mouth was tender and dry as dust. Her face throbbed where he'd hit her. Her hair whipped around her face as if it had a life of its own. He sensed she'd awakened, and laid his gloved hand on her shoulder. "'Don't you want to know where we're going?' he asked, in an amused voice. She pretended not to hear him. "'Listen, do you hear the wolves out there searching for their next meal? They're hungry. It's been a hard winter.' He gathered her closer, and she stiffened in his arms. "'Perhaps, if you can't speak, I'll leave you here for them to devour. You won't have to worry about the cold with them around. You won't be alone for long.' He laid a kiss at the base of her neck. The wind scored like a whip as it swept around them, and she hunkered lower on the warm beast that carried them. He slowed the stallion to a walk. "'Would you like to be there, midnight tidbit?' he persisted. He wouldn't leave her alone until she answered. "'No, but I can believe anything of you. You leave me out here and not have a thought of regret.' She wanted to say more, but words wouldn't assuage her grief or satisfy her fury. Only hurting him as he'd hurt her, her family, would do. Yet an inner voice warned her to say no more. Not now. Not yet. Though words were her only weapons, she didn't dare irritate him further. He was stronger than she. She was only a woman, and would have to depend on her wits. So, you finally deign to speak with me. I'm flattered. That's good. You're learning. Soon, I'm sure we'll be good friends. In that, my lord, you'll be proved wrong. I shall never be your friend, though you break every bone in my body and throw what's left of me to those ravenous wolves. Despite her resolve to behave, she couldn't stop the hatred from spewing forth. Your touch disgusts me. You're a devil, and I shall hate you always. You had no right to kidnap me and kill that stableman at the inn. He only tried to help, she said, through gritted teeth. I hate you. She stopped, bit her tongue, and squeezed her eyes shut. You do have a sharp tongue, he chuckled lazily. I must tell you that that meddling man back there in the courtyard is most assuredly not dead. I don't kill unarmed peasants. He was in my way, and I dealt with him. Nothing more, nothing less. So, you don't kill unarmed peasants? What she'd been holding inside, a tainted seed, couldn't be contained any longer. I believe your memory plays you false, my lord. Do you not take pleasure in killing innocent men? She knew this man had power, not just over her, but power that came from his position next to the throne. He was the Earl of Warwick, leader of Edward's armies, commander of great wealth and power. In England, only the king had more than this man. She was, after all, a no one. He could do what he wished with her, and no one would say a word against it. No one cared. Still, her hatred was so that, for a moment, her reasoning deserted her. You're a murderer, many times over. I told you. She could feel his irritation by the tension of his body. I did not kill that stableman. He's alive, 
probably rubbing his bruises in the snow. She swung around to glare at him in the moonlight. Not just him. Do you not recall a night two winters ago? A night much like this one. Remember, you and your henchmen rode down a group of drunken Lancastrians outside an inn on River Street and put them all to the sword. Bah! That was soldiers' business. Traitors to be dealt with. And none of yours. It was mine as well. Do you not remember a peasant who was getting the horses for them? An older man with gray hair who walked with a limp. A man who never done you any harm in this world. He was a soldier once for the king, just as you are now. He was wounded in France a war ago. Her voice had settled into a lifeless monotone that now turned venomous. That peasant you killed that night in the snow among your enemies was my father. Do you recall him now? A peasant. A kind and gentle man. My father.